This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, then give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Welcome to 51st Dates, episode 41. This is your host, Jolie Moore. It's, okay, I'm going to be honest, I'm exhausted. I um, volunteered for two nights um, at a local theater in... I love theater. <laughs> I think theater is important. I really wanted to volunteer. Um, it's the first time back since COVID. And that I enjoyed a great deal. However, the theater is, oh, let's just say more than 15 hours since I got up and exercised. Um, the gym is open again with vaccinations. Yay. Um, so I went spinning. Like I went all full, all, full out. Came home. um, did a lot of work, talked to the summer guy for um, a couple of hours. Maybe I'll call him the summer guy. That's actually not a bad one. And um, then went to the theater. I did it two nights in a row. That was clearly like a mistake. If I volunteer again, I'm only going to do it for one night. I don't have the stamina for um, staying out late and talking to people. Um, I am more introverted than extroverted. I'm not an extreme introvert. But honestly, I burned through all my energy socializing this weekend, and I don't know when I'm going to get it back. Um, But I was thinking, so I was talking to the summer guy for a couple hours yesterday, and one of the things we were talking about this week is that when he's been dating, um, women are often fishing for how much money he has, what kind of job, or trying to figure out what his earnings are, and whether or not he has a car. So he lives in a city, a big city with like excellent public transportation. There's no reason to have a car. It's like New York, but not New York. And one of the things that women see as prestige is having a car. And I guess that's true. Although when I was growing up in New York City, we always had a car, but we didn't drive it. (laughs) Um, It was like a, it was a car for going to pick up stuff or weekend activities. It wasn't like a daily commute type thing. And in that city, certainly a lot of people have that kind of car. Um, It's true in a lot of cities, London, Paris, you can see it. There are people who basically have a car for going away on the weekends and spend the weekdays looking for a place to park the car, pay for the parking for the car. It's a whole thing in cities. So I get why people wouldn't have one. And so he doesn't have one. I never thought much about it. But every time he goes on a date, people are fishing for the car. And at some point I texted him, I was like, you know what? You can have my fucking car. I said, because my car, which turns out to be guy repellent, could be your chick magnet. Um, And I'm I'm just amazed at how gendered that is. I drive up in a car and men have so many comments. They feel, well, at least out loud. I can't believe you drive that car. How do you afford that car? Oh my God, the car. How does a writer have that car? So much energy into that 
effing car, which I have never thought about between the time I bought it and the time I started dating. And, and it's not the first one. I've had a few others. And women are fishing for him to have the car because then it proves, I don't know what, they can support them. I don't know. It seems so like fundamentally evolutionarily weird. Like I know that historically women are looking for men who can, you know, (laughs) you know, in a sort of biological way, you know, support them, not leave them with babies and starving. And I get that. But a car, it's just a car. Um, but it's it's made me think a lot more about dating. I was watching um, a video this morning, and this guy who talks about dating um, was saying that he thinks men need to be financially stable before they date women. And I was looking at the flip side of that, because what he was saying later is that as soon as if men get rich and or famous or whatever, you see them toss out the first one and get the one they always really wanted. I thought, okay, that's super interesting. Um, And part of me is super thankful that none of the men that sort of came through this 51st dates process lasted because they, how can I say this kindly? A lot of them were broke. And I thought it didn't matter but it does to them, and it probably should to me. But what I said to all of them up front is that I'm not here to support you. Like, you figure out your don't have a car issue, two or three of them, (laughs) you know, can't pay your rent issue, whatever it is, you figure it out. I'm not interested in figuring it out. But I think that I need somebody who like is like super financially stable. I had never thought about it because I thought men reached a certain age. This is so naive and sort of got financially stable, but they don't. And they're either ashamed of it or they're looking for somebody to help them. I mean, one guy was like, well, I was like, I don't understand how you don't know like where your money's going in or out and like why the IRS is up your butt. He was like, yeah, but if we're together, you can figure it out. And I looked at him, I was like, I don't want to figure out your money issues. I get up every day and I'm not enjoying like paying my own bills. I mean, you can pay them. And so I'm grateful for that. But I mean, I spent like two days on the phone with various customer servers. One, cable, the high-speed cable where the bill suddenly went up $30 and they called them and they're like, yeah, we'll lower it $30. I'm like, why do I have to make this phone call? And then cell phone, same thing, went up. I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying that. And then they lowered it back to what it was before. So I certainly have the skills to handle all of these things, but I don't want to do it for somebody else. I want somebody who is motivated enough to figure that out on their own and doesn't need me involved. So I'm looking for like an Uber adult who is securely attached (laughs) or has worked on their issues, their anxious and avoidant issues enough that they can become securely attached. So the percentage <laughs> is dropping. Um, I was reading some book, who knows which one it was, maybe it was the Logan Yuri one, I'm not sure, um, where they were discussing like the graph for like attachment and 
you know, 50% of people are securely attached, um, but those people get out of the dating pool really early. So what's left past 40 is maybe 20% of the people in the dating pool are securely attached. That's 80% of people who don't have their personal issues sufficiently together to be in a healthy relationship. But when you layer that on with also can support yourself, um, it starts to seem like an uphill climb. Haven't gotten back on the dating apps quite yet. Um, I'm just busy and I have like so much stuff to do today that doesn't involve dating that I can't even imagine like putting together a profile and doing it. Maybe next week, maybe next year, um, but not right now. So I know what I want. I mean, I really, really am so clear right now what I want. Um, and like fundamentally it's the same thing I think everybody wants is like they want a person. Like I have so many friends, um, whom I love dearly, but I have never had sort of a day-to-day person in my life who I had that sort of love and give and take from. So, I mean, like, you know, things happen in my life. I'm actually fine being by myself. Like most of the time I entertain myself mightily. Um, so, but when I want to text somebody or talk to somebody, you know, I reach out to them, but you know, they have friends, family, like they have a whole full life that doesn't involve me and that's actually fine. But I think I would want like some kind of person in my life who I could have like more of an ongoing daily interaction with because I'm kind of chatty just a little bit. And, um, I really do sort of treasure that kind of interaction and I've lived a lot of years without it and it's made me a little, I don't know if it's not so much lonely, like I was lonely in a marriage and I've had these relationships and been lonely too because they, they're not, they're just not that into me really. They just, um, can't hang and look, I may be a lot, I may not be everybody's taste. But there's got to be the one guy out there. So I am on the hunt as soon as I get the wherewithal together to do it. But at least I am not, in the meantime, going to put up with any of the other craziness. Um, And the last guy, for once, has not called. Um, I I know it's going to happen. Like, I'm not in such huge denial. So he's going to call and I'm going to have to reckon with that final response, which I'm not looking forward to, but so far so good. Um, and not to sound cliche, but I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Chapter 41, sick days, October 12 through October 13. All of a sudden, my interest in dating has dropped to zero. I took myself to the gym, to yoga, to a play, home to binge watch Netflix this weekend, and oddly, it was all quite satisfying. I even had an exchange with Thunderbolt that didn't involve talking about the sex we had, sex with other people, or sex we'd have in the future. Me, I keep getting to text you. You left some of your sunglasses here. Hope you're enjoying Nashville. Thunderbolt, oh, thanks. Yeah, all's well out here. Me, well, seems like an understatement, was scrolling through 
IG, as one does, but doesn't admit publicly under pain of death. And congrats are in order. Thunderbolt, ah, thanks. His film had won a couple more awards and had been chosen for another prestigious festival. That was enough. Just so you know, I haven't forgotten that I've fallen for my friends with benefits. Trust me, I've gamed it out in my head a few or a thousand times, mostly while driving, which gives me entirely too much space and time to think. If I told Thunderbolt I had feelings for him, there's no way I could see it going well. He'd already said more than once that he wasn't interested in a relationship. I could try reading a lot into his behavior, but if I learned anything with classic car guy, it was to pay attention to a mismatch between words and actions. Classic car guy's words were all yes, but his standing me up said no. Thunderbolt's actions were all yes, but his words said no. See that? Mismatch. I've been burned once and I can't walk down that road again. I'm not sure what I'm doing that's not working with men, but I'm taking a hiatus from it. Getting sick helped a lot. I was supposed to be out today with a new guy. I'll call him the hotel guy. He's from the same place that I summer. It was a delight to text with someone who knew about my other life. I was kind of interested to meet him, not just for dating, but to talk about life in another country. That was until he asked him to meet him at a hotel. Full disclaimer here, the hotel guy's texts are translated from another language. Classic car guys often were as well. I speak two languages other than English. The hotel guy, hello, Jolie, how are you today? I don't have a car right now because I've sold it, but I'm looking for another one in a month. I'll have my car again. I'd like to ask you, please, if you are, if you can come to where I live and pay for your gasoline. Unfortunately, I will only have my car in about three weeks. What do you think, Jolie? Have a wonderful day. Me? I can meet you on the west side. Why don't you choose the place and I can meet you there around two or so. The hotel guy. He gave me the address of a boutique hotel. This is my address. Have a nice afternoon. What do you think, Jolie? Me. I'm just home from the theater. Let's talk tomorrow. Where you are would be a long drive. Maybe we can meet in Santa Monica. It's a bit closer for me and a short Uber ride for you, I think. And then I woke up sneezing and sniffly, and texted him that I was too sick to meet. He said I should have tea with honey. I was on my second mug by the time I read his text. The other prospective dates? Cute guy, long hair, interesting job. He was looking for reality show prospects. Hi, Julie. Thanks for writing me back. My name is Dan, and I'm a casting producer here in LA. I'm working on a home renovation show for HGTV. It's an amazing show with talented designer. I'm omitting the star's name. So I'm here looking for newly single homeowners that are ready to renovate their home they lived in with their ex. If this is you, I'd love to hear back. Hope to hear back. I didn't reply back (laughs) that I had moved out, that I didn't get the house because I didn't want to live in a place with bad memories. Next up, the playwright. He lived in Orange County but said he was willing to drive because he was dying to meet me. I'd said sure, then left the ball in his court. On Saturday, he sent a text. Playwright. Hope we can meet. I would like to pick your brain on crafting an interesting play. I could use some information as to how to build believable conflict between my lead characters. Nope. I didn't want to help him write his play. Fortunately, he was busy with his kids. So I let that meeting will never happen. The others? Pen pals. If they don't want to meet in person, I don't do the texting thing. So lots of lovely connections with lots of lovely people, but not one of them wanted to meet. So there was nothing to be done about that. Last week, I was thinking about hiring a dating coach, even had a call with one, but decided I wasn't willing to plunk down $8,000. 
I know, right? For eight weeks of coaching. I'm not sure that's the answer. Right now, I don't know what it is, but I think I'm going to spend a couple of months thinking about how to change. In the meantime, as I'm typing this, I've just received a text from the hiker. He sent beautiful pictures from his hike in the Sierras. Last week, I was lamenting how to let the hiker down. My therapist assures me that after three dates, I don't owe him anything. When and if he asks me out again, she assured me I can tell him that we're not a match and leave it at that. I wasn't looking forward to that. Okay, first, I will acknowledge that there's a helicopter problem, but this is the problem with recording late. No doubt some kind of crime is, like, brewing um, in West Hollywood, and the county sheriff is flying around. Or LAPD. You never know. So I forgot about all of those people, but they sort of do, you know, fit into the slot that I was talking to you about last week. I mean, the boutique, you know, hotel guy was like, I'd like to have sex, preferably now. And the playwright was like, can you fix my... Oh my God. I mean, look, I do have a lot of thoughts about building believable conflict between characters. There are many books on building believable conflict between characters, but that doesn't mean at all that I would like to workshop the play of some guy who I just met. But at least he was up front that he wanted help. And the number of people who were like, could you help me write my book? Help me fix my website? Help me, oh my God, it just, oh my God. I just will say at least they're up front. Like some of the guys I had to go on more than two dates on before they asked for the help. But I don't want to help people. Like I, no, let me say that. Writer friends and I, we do brainstorm, mostly not plot, plotting. It's not really my thing. I'm not that good at it um, outside of my own books. But we brainstorm about, you know, plotting or marketing or titles or covers or, you know, how to deal with publishers, agents, whatever. I have a lot of those conversations, but they're reciprocal conversations with somebody I know. And I'm not, you know, adverse to mentoring. I've actually done that as well. But that's like a different thing. Um, I don't want to mix it with my dating life at all <laughs> whatsoever. Um so I, I got sick then. I actually don't feel that great right now, but I think it's just because I'm tired and stayed out too late. But I don't... <sighs> These guys. You just I just wanted something more from them, more conversation, more like intellectual engagement, more maturity, more adulting, more plans, more ability to arrive on time. I just wanted more, and I. the longer I went on in this dating process, the more I got less. And Thunderbolt, who knows? I forgot all about that. He was shopping his film. I, guess, I know he was doing the film festival circuit. I remember now. And I guess he was in Nashville. Who knows? Like, it's so vague. Um, and I guess he was, you know, who knows? I muted him. Actually, I unfollowed him on Instagram, um, his, movie, his movie's account and his account. And then I have muted him on Facebook um, ages ago. And every so often he'll comment and I'll be like, oh, right, because you didn't mute me. I muted you. So he doesn't um, ever show up. Not that I spend a lot of time on there. So it was, (laughs) it's so funny because in many ways I feel like I've progressed, 
but the guys are the same. So it's just a matter of filtering and filtering faster and uh, filtering more, just more. Want to meet at hotel? Block. Like, and the thing is, I would have too much back and forth and and tell them, no, I'm not going to meet you, but it was lovely chatting. Like, you know, I think now I just need to block and delete and move right on. Nobody deserves all of this time and certainly not all of my time. Oh, I forgot the dating coach. Oh, I can't even remember her name. I'd have to look her up. So since then, I've had, I have been approached by lots and lots of dating coaches. And it's so super interesting because I don't think I need any of them. They charge a whole lot of money. Um, I think this one was a high in 8000 I think I got approached by one this week who was like, it's only $3,400 or whatever it was. But they all, you know, I don't want to say promise because nobody can promise anything, but they all purport to get you ready to meet your person. And part of me is like, how is the world so saturated with coaches and courses? Like, I swear to God, on any given week, I get approached with maybe two or three courses on dating and one or two coaches. Um, The courses are all a thousand and under. And the coaches are like, it seems to me three to $10,000. That's a lot to spend on it. Um, And I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, they all claim that people meet people right after they go through their programs, whatever. Um, And I want to meet someone, but I don't think I need that kind of help. I think a lot of that change has to come from within. Um, And, you know, whether or not I have a full body photo on my profile or my profile is like, you know, sparklingly witty or super funny um, is not going to be the difference. Um, But I'm not saying people shouldn't hire them. (laughs) Maybe right now it wasn't for me um, two years ago. And I'm thinking I just got the same like email or offer or text or whatever from a new one. And it's not for me now. I don't think I need to pay somebody thousands of dollars to tell me to filter. I clearly made that mistake before. I will not make that mistake again. And I don't need to pay for the privilege of getting dating advice. I think I need to (laughs) basically, you know, man up and be a little bit more brutal. And I think that would certainly save me a whole bunch of time and maybe yield the results. But to be frank, um, the more and more I think about it, I am not sure that the dating apps are appropriate. I think they're just too many people and I'm trying to figure out if there's a way to curate the men on apps without me having to do it. Um, because what all I want, I'm like, all the people with no job, you know, all the fuck boys, all of it, I would just like to skip and get to the meat of it. But it's like, it's a weeding process. It's like going to, okay, okay. I cannot tolerate going to Bed Bath & Beyond. You walk into that place and they have like products up to the ceiling. I don't even know who gets the products that are like near the ceiling. 
But every time I go in there, I am overwhelmed with choice. I mean, there's this whole concept called the paradox of choice. And I feel it. Like I'd rather shop online for one thing that I'm looking for rather than try to go in there and wade through all the stuff. Like I just, every time I walk into a place like that, I want to turn around and leave. Bed, bath, Target, all those places, I cannot tolerate it. It's so overwhelming and overstimulating. And in a sense, the apps were sort of fun in the beginning, but it's sort of an overwhelming market of men and sort of like Target or Bed Bath, like 98% of that stuff, I'm not that interested in and I really don't need. There has some novelty factor where you walk by and you go, I never knew they sold a thing that did whatever. But you walk by and you think, well, I've lived a whole long life without needing it, so I don't think it's going to solve any problems. And you keep on moving. And I think it's the same with dating, but I don't know if I want to go into the Bed Bath Beyond or the target of dating. I want to go into like the pottery barn of dating where you know, you go in and you're like, oh, well, a lovely buyer curated things that are to my taste. And all I have to do is pick one out of these pretty piles. Um, so if somebody knows of the Pottery Barn um, or Restoration Hardware of dating apps, please, please, please email me. You can slide into my DMs on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. I'm dying to know. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore and on all social media at the same handle, xojoliemore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week.